Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. And myself, my name is Chris Wan. Really do appreciate you spending part of the day with us here. Here's how you reach out. 419-794-3030. That's the phone number. 419-794-3030. Online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, if you've had enough of your job and you want to retire right now, we'll give you some things to consider. We're going to talk about how that old VCR collecting dust could be like some retirement rules you're still following And we've all seen the new pictures from NASA from the James Webb Space Telescope. But have you put your investments under a uh, larger lens lately? We'll talk about all this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys. Nolan, Scott, glad to be with you as always. How are you doing today? That's good. Good to be here. I know uh, last week uh, we were able to sneak away on Friday, get out on Lake Erie and uh, do a little walleye fishing. So I hadn't been out uh, walleye fishing in quite a long time. I had a great time. I think we uh, threw back uh, quite a few that uh, were, were not long enough, but uh, ended up shorts. They call yeah. them shorts. I think every day it goes by, the more we caught, the more pounds it was, you know? <laughs> that's right. It was that's like right. 16, 18, 20, 25, 30, you know, yeah. 50 pounds of fish. We could, you know, had to haul them out of there. It was it was a good time, though. It was it was a great time. You know, the weather was fantastic. Um, uh, the lake was super, super calm, uh, which made us troll. Uh, I can tell you, I've never done that on Lake Erie. Had a great time. Uh, Want to give a shout out out to Captain Will and First Mate Mike. Had a phenomenal time with those guys. And uh, Nolan, I appreciate uh, uh, the invite. We had a, uh, a walleye dinner at your house afterwards, which was really, really good. Worked out well. It was a good time. Well, I was going to ask you guys, so Will and Mike are not people that are in the office, right? Those are actually people that you you deferred to as far as uh, getting you out there safely? Yes, that is correct. Captain Will Zemanski, he's, um, he's been doing uh, uh, fishing tours now for some 25 years. So uh, he's a good guy and he knows where to go to get the fish. I think the favorite saying of the day was put another one on the clicker, Mike. That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> we had to keep track. You know, you're allowed six per uh, per uh, fisherman in the boat. And uh, we had, I think, 10 in the boat. So uh, put another one on the clicker, Mike. That was that was funny. That's going to be a few. So I'm glad you guys had a great time. But just goes to show when it comes to, you know, deferring to something that's outside of your wheelhouse, outside of your skill set, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and and more often than not, you might have a better time for it and something to keep in mind as you approach into retirement. Maybe you don't, you don't feel like you're properly prepared. That is okay, uh, but just know where to turn. And again, the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they're here for you, 419-794-3030. Let's go ahead and dive in, guys. The experts, they seem divided over whether we're headed for a recession. Some even say we're actually in one right now. An article from CNBC says the uncertainty fueled by 40-year high inflation and a bear stock market, giving a lot of people anxiety, and that can result in costly financial behaviors like withdrawing cash from a retirement account. So how do you help clients and, and prospects cope with these feelings? Well, it is a challenging uh, thing. I guess when you look at the markets and the, the news that's out there, um, it can drive your emotions. I think there are very specific steps that you, our listeners, can take to, you know, not only survive, but thrive in this type of environment. So, you know, first and foremost, I'd say narrow your focus, you know, really pay less attention to bad financial news and focus more on your particular situation. Uh, doing so, uh, the study shows that it could save you about 75% of the stress. I know. Yeah. In in my situation, when I would go over to my mom and her husband's house and stop in, it it was always Fox News. It didn't matter what time of the day you went over. Fox News was on. It's kind of like, Mom, turn off the news, right? (laughs) Turn on the travel channel. Turn something else Mm -hmm. on because, you know, it's like that law of attraction. So, I mean, if you sit there and you watch the news and, you know, as a media outlet ourselves, we oftentimes we talk about, you know, what's the hot topic, you know, and oftentimes it's things that are, are very fearful that are going out 
there, like the market is fearful or, mm-hmm. you know, greed and those type of things can create stress. So sometimes it's okay to turn off the channel or turn it to a different channel. Maybe it's, uh, you know, some seventies rock, maybe you get out there, go watch that Elvis movie, uh, but get away from some of the negative news that's out there. That'll help reduce your stress level. The second thing is what we talk about is meet with the financial advisor. There was a Northwestern mutual survey that found that 54% of American adults are somewhat very anxious about their finances, but that percentage drops to 46% for those who work with a financial advisor. And I think, you know, it's in difficult times like that, that in this environment, that financial advisors are really the ones that kind of should be earning their paycheck. They're the ones that are there to kind of get you through this environment. No question. Totally agree with that one. I would do a, number three is do a worst case scenario exercise. So sometimes people call up and say, well, you know, I, I need to get out before it goes to zero. Right. Well, if you're in a diversified portfolio uh, between stocks, bonds, annuities, and other investments, you know, the likelihood of it going to zero is almost zero, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be times that things go down. But when you look at a worst case scenario, it allows you to stress test your portfolio. Uh, we utilize software called Riskalyze. And within Riskalyze, what we can do is we can go back and we can say, you know, let's look at what things look like if it was another 2008. You know, if the big one is coming again, the way that your portfolio is allocated today, you know, what would be the likely percentage that it could go down if and when the market, uh, you know, had that major downturn. And then from there, you'd say, okay, well, how do you feel? And and of course, nobody feels good when the accounts go down, but how would you respond if and when that type of environment happened? Then it would start to think about, are there things that could be done to address the situation today? We were talking in our investment committee meeting that we just did this week about um, what is called our protected equities uh, portfolio. And with, you know, our hedged equity and protected equities, what it is, is it's a way that allows an investor, you know, to stay invested, to be able to participate if and when things come back, because, you know, history has shown that the markets always come back, yet be able to have some downside protection that if things, uh, you know, get bad. One of the challenges right now is if you shift gears right after the market already Mm -hmm. fell and then say, now you go to cash because you want to stop the bleeding and then the markets recover by shifting gears, you have no opportunity to get back in track. So running that worst case scenario and then looking at instead of maybe getting in or out, maybe looking at ways to take a step left or right. Number four is just good old advice, probably advice that you got from mom and dad and grandma, grandpa. And and that's just take a moment, breathe. Uh, I don't remember if you look at my kids, two absolutely different kids. Um, Carter, if he's in trouble, uh, what he'll do is he'll usually go to his room, close the door and it's quiet. I quiet down. My oldest son, what he does is if he gets in trouble, instantly just wants to fight back, right? Yeah, that's game on, right? <laughs> yeah. And he, that never works out. Never works out, right? Yeah. It's, I'm dad. I make the rules. That's how it goes. And by fighting back and, you know, making emotional decisions, the same would be true when it comes to making financial decisions. If you allow yourself to be in the moment, uh, it can be a costly financial mistake. So the key is in these environments is to calm down your emotional brain before you take any action. You know, go ahead and sleep on it. Take yeah. a week and think about it. You know, that reminds me, um, you know, I did a lot of coaching in uh, baseball and softball and soccer with the kids growing up. But the big thing with, you know, was you know, softball and, and, and baseball. And one of the rules that I had was when I had the parent meeting, I said, I have the 24-hour rule. And I really think that the 24-hour rule would really work out in this particular situation. I wouldn't talk to any parent until after a 24-hour period. You know, because emotions are high. You know, little Johnny uh, didn't get in the game for whatever reason, and uh, the mom and dad are all bent out of shape, and they're ready to fight, like you said. Uh, I don't talk to them. I won't talk to any parent until after 24 hours because cooler minds always prevail. You know, you you get all fired up. You start typing that big email with all of this big response into it and that, and then you sit there and you reread it. You know, don't send that email. Come back yeah. to it, you know, a few hours later or even the next day, and it doesn't sound so appealing to send that fiery email. But 
just like you said, Nolan, take a moment, breathe, relax, let your emotions calm down a little bit. You might find that things aren't as bad as they seem on the surface. Yeah, we have that same 24-hour rule when it comes to hockey. So it might be a good yeah. rule when it comes to your investments, too. You know, if it works in sports, maybe it's something that we can learn from and apply to your situation. The number five tip is to talk about expanding your uh, time frame and point of reference. You know, people are really laser focused on like one asset class or, you know, one moment of time. You know, when you see the markets dropping, just know that owning a diversified portfolio, you know, can be helpful strategies. It can expand your time frame. Uh, I can remember a couple of years ago, there was a Christmas Eve a few years ago that was the worst Christmas Eve on record in the stock market. Sure. And at that point, I was actually, you know, packing the car. I was traveling south. I was a little south of Bowling Green. Uh, my family and I were going out to Dayton to celebrate Christmas with the family down uh, that Christmas time frame. And I had got a call with a client because the stock market's actually open for half a day mm -hmm. on Christmas Eve. And the market was down so much, this client had called me up and they're like, Nolan, you know, I need you and want you to get me out of the stock market today. Right. And I asked this guy, I'm like, Nick, I'm like, it's Christmas Eve. Right. Why are you looking at the stock market today? You know, don't you have family plans? And in addition to that, you know, don't worry about today. Look at what the stock market, you know, has done over time. There's always going to be times that the market has a bad day, a bad month, and they can even have a bad year. Right. You know, take those times, though, to, to take a look at for a, an opportunity of things. And, you know, we now know, looking back, what history showed is that the decision to get out that Christmas Eve was uh, would have been a painful decision because sure. the market the next year did great. Mm -hmm. It was actually one of the best years in the market uh, after that. So, again, expand your, your frame of reference, your point of reference, expand your, your time frame. Maybe he kind of went overboard on Christmas gifts and had <laughs> to figure out some way to pay for them and had to... Well, own up to it to his wife. I you know who knows, but uh, you're absolutely right. You know, it's completely reasonable to have emotions get in the way, for lack of a better term. I mean, we are an emotional species after all, but don't mm -hmm. let it jeopardize your retirement plan. If you are feeling anxious about the state of things these days, if you can take a step back, uh, that is that is great. You know, certainly, as they said, you know, maybe turn off the TV for a little bit. Don't stick your head in the sand and, and just hope that it all blows over. That's not the right move, but take a little bit of detachment. Maybe speak to someone. Maybe speak to the team at America's Retirement Headquarters and see why you're feeling this way. Maybe you have too much risk right now. Maybe you don't have a proper tax strategy in place. Maybe you haven't accounted for insurance when it comes to your retirement and you're all realizing this realizing it is half the the problem there or half the solution the other half is actually putting a plan in place and that's where the team at america's retirement headquarters comes into play so if you are concerned right now completely fine but before you make any rash decisions like you know selling uh, your 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 shares and your stocks things like that pick up the phone give a call speak to the team 419-794-3030 or you can go online America's Retirement Headquarters.com. Have you seen the incredible pictures that NASA released from the James Webb Space Telescope? Definitely changing the way that people see space. Uh, interesting is, well, the pictures aren't actually visible to the human eye until scientists go over them and enhance the colors and the light, which is pretty cool and admittedly probably pretty complicated. Now, when you guys sit down with clients to talk about their retirement plan, are you able to, to bust out the deep details that they need to know without overwhelming them? Right. You know, definitely an area that I like to do when it comes to looking at investments. And Scott, I'm sure you do the same thing when it comes to looking, you know, different choices on health insurance and benefits. Absolutely. You know, even if you look at like long-term care, uh, you know, there's 36 or so different choices when it comes to long-term care, like in-home care, adult mm -hmm. daycare, nursing home, you know, elimination periods. But, you know, when we go back and we look at it, you know, on the investment side, um, slicing and dicing it makes a ton of sense. When we create an investment policy statement for a client, the first thing that we do is we take and we input all of the information into our software. Then what we're trying to do is we're trying to take a look for how can we get the portfolio positioned in a way that gives the client the best potential return for the level of risk that they're willing to take. And through that microscopic lens, what we're able to do is uh, really develop what they're risk score is. Mm -hmm. So we measure risk anywhere from zero to 100, you know, with 100 being the highest. 
And then from there, the software will give us a GPA score. Uh, GPA scores like kids in high school and college, and the software can give you a GPA score as high as 4.3. So somebody had a, a risk score as an example of 70 with a GPA score of 3.6, you know, that'd be uh, somewhat a, what one might refer to as more of an aggressive type portfolio sure. and maybe an average level grade. Not bad, but maybe has some areas and room for improvement. The great thing about technology today, though, is, you know, with technology being the fact that I've done this for, you know, 28 years now, is technology really allows us to dive even deeper than what we could years ago. So, you know, number nerds like me, what I can do is we can go into a portfolio and we can look at like beta. So beta is a measurement of risk. Mm -hmm. The S&P 500 has a beta level of 1.0. You know, so if we did an analysis and somebody's portfolio had a, a beta of 1.2, that would mean that it's about 20% more risky than the overall broad market. So beta is a number that people want to know. Uh, alpha and sharp ratios, you know, looking at things like your excess return, uh, looking at the correlation of the portfolio. One of the things that I like about the software is I like looking at what the uh, capture ratio is. Um, so in our software, what it can do is it can take a look at when times are good, what percentage of the upside is somebody able to participate in? And then when times are bad, how much of the downside are they participating in? <laughs> so we did this analysis. Actually, it was somebody that was working with uh, your company, Scott AMA, and you introduced them to us. And when we, we put the number in there, you know, they were getting about 80% of the good stuff, the upside, right. but taking 120% of the bad. So by looking at that number, you know, it was kind of flipped against them. Sure. It's kind of like the guy at the casino who's sitting on the other side of the table, right? The deck of cards was stacked against them. Right. Right. It's not to say that, you know, they're not going to flop a blackjack here and there, but the odds are over time, the house was going to win. So in this scenario, when we look at upside downside capture, we want to make our clients the house. We want to put the deck of cards in their favor. Again, it doesn't mean that sometimes it's not going to go in the house's favor either. Sure. It just means that more often than not, when we look at an upside downside capture, then we look at, you know, the diversification as far as what equity classes you're in, what style boxes that you're in. You know, we know that there's certain uh, sectors that perform well in rising interest rates. You know, are you positioned in the, in the correct manner there? And finally, looking at it from a risk reward scenario using modern portfolio theory to see, are you positioned in a scenario that gives you the potential to achieve the outcomes that you're looking for and doing it with trying to minimize or the proper level of risk? So I love to use the telescope to slice and dice and look at things really deep when we're looking at the investment portfolio. Um, Scott, when we're looking at like health insurance, sure. You know, my wife and I uh, will sit down with you towards the end of the year and we'll kind of, you know, go through the different options uh, on the open market. Uh, there's so many different choices that you have too when you're doing a, mm -hmm. a, a telescope view or a microscope view of looking at those choices. Maybe once you touch on some of those. Oh, absolutely. When you look at the, um, uh, you know, the marketplace, when you have the option, if you're under 65, to to uh, sign up for health care, you're looking at, in this area alone, 78 different plans. <laughs> well, that's over five different companies. So there's 78 options over five companies. So one of the things that I do is I take that um, you know telescope view, so to speak, and I eliminate a good portion of those that aren't going to really pertain to you. Some of them maybe have poor networks. Some of them aren't going to offer the um, uh, the out-of-pocket expense uh, uh, coverage that we've talked about prior to the meeting. So I'll dive into that and really get into the nuts and bolts on how much do you want to pay on a monthly basis and what kind of coverage are you going to get for that? You know, there are high deductibles. There are the bronze, silver, and gold plans, which give you all kinds of different coverages. You know, so you can have a plan that will give you a high deductible, have what's called an HSA tool attached to it, which will allow you to invest money. Uh, that money is yours. Health savings accounts are, I'm a huge fan of those. Uh, that allows you to put a portion of uh, the uh, money into a savings account and get a hundred percent tax write-off we all want to save money on taxes right mm -hmm. you know so those are some of the things we do with um, unaffordable care act as I always like to refer to it as um, and then when it comes to 
uh, Medicare. Uh, I remember when Friday at, uh, at your house last Friday, uh, there was a commercial and Jimmy Walker came on. And I think one of the uh, people that were there with us says, hey, look, there's Jimmy Walker. Well, yeah, Mr. Dynamite uh, talking about Medicare. And, uh, you know, that's going to really ramp up when it gets closer to uh, September, October during the annual enrollment period. But one of the things that, you know, you, you hear with those commercials is, you know, you've got um, a zero premium, you've got dental vision, hearing prescriptions, you've got uh, gym memberships, meals, transportation, all for that zero premium, right? Well, what they're not telling you is what I tell you. So, you know, part of our, um, you know, meeting process with me is we'll sit down and we'll go through all of that information, all of the different plans available to you. And then we'll really pinpoint in on what coverages each one of those companies and plans are going to offer for you. You know, those are advantage plans. So, you know, you're right. Uh, taking that um, uh, telescopic view and uh, fine tuning it down really is is something important that we do. Yeah, so, we, you know, we do it from the investment standpoint. Uh, then we'll do it for people that are looking to retire before the age 65 that need um, to get health insurance. We'll do it even at 65 to look at what your Medicare options are and mm -hmm. decide, you know, what type of plan may be the best option for you and your family for your situation. And then, you know, ultimately down the road to looking at it from a long-term care perspective. Right. You know, so for long-term care, you know, we've both been in the industry for a long time. Uh, in the past, there used to be... Uh, a lot of different long-term care companies sure. that you could pick from. And, and, you know, what's happened is the long-term care industry has mispriced a lot of those types of policies that are out there. Um, so many of the companies and choices for long-term care have gotten out of the business. And those that are left are doing everything they possibly can. I have a meeting coming up uh, later this week with a client. Uh, he's 92. He's had his long-term care for a long time. Mm -hmm. He's got, you know, I would say a Cadillac policy. Um, but he received a letter this week that they had a, a approval for the, the state that over the series of the next three years, they're going to raise his premiums by 87%. And he's like, at, you know, at 91, I don't know, can I afford almost doubling my cost? Sure, but sure. at the same age, same point at age 91, can you afford not to have that coverage? Right, absolutely. You know, so those are the things that you, you take a look at. Um, and, you know, when we look at it and you're looking at policies, the, the things that you have to consider is uh, first and foremost is, you know, what type of care uh, do you want to have in your type of policy? So mm -hmm. when we think about this, we can think about, you know, care from home to assisted living, adult daycare or nursing home. Uh, oftentimes people will focus on the nursing home care. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't take a look at that, you know, because that's the big whammy that typically wipes a family out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with nursing home costs, it could be $10,000 a month. Mm -hmm. But it, I, I don't know, I have yet to meet somebody that says, you know, if down the road, I'm going to end up and want to go into a nursing home, right? Right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm working on that very issue, um, uh, you know, with my mom and, and you know, there are a plethora of different options available and you really have to, like you said, you really have to know what you're looking at and uh, you know, that's part of what you and I both do. You know, like you said, we've both been in this business 28 years and we've seen a lot of those things. You know, the the new um, uh, long-term care plans are what they call hybrid plans, right? I mean, it's a life insurance policy that has a long-term care rider added onto it and um, the numbers show that anywhere from one to three years is your average stay. Uh, not many people are in a long-term care facility past that but there are so many different levels I mean there um, the assisted living level is where a lot of people go into and you really can get an apartment um, and you know you'll get people that check on you uh, you're in the facility you can go to the dining hall you can mingle with other people you know the same age um, you know the old stigma of you put mom and dad in a nursing home and they, you know, tie them to the bed and, and um, you know, lock them up, so to speak. That's just not the way it is. And, and uh, I've toured several facilities in any in industry. There's good and bad. But uh, I tell you what, you, you don't want to get in a situation where you're sitting at home by yourself and you're, you're, you're not living. You know, you're not going to bingo. You're not going to the uh, music that they have. You know, they took mom down uh, when she was in there for a week. They took her down to the kitchen and she, they bake cookies, you know. So a lot of those type of things are what you can get in a, uh, you know, assisted living or long-term care facility. So it's... It's important to know what you get and what, what uh, your policy is going to cover so you can get, you know, enjoy the rest of the, you know, your life, so to speak. 
Yeah, you know, we started out by talking about NASA and doing an analysis of, uh, you know, what things look like and using either a telescope or a, or a microscope to, you know, drill down and look at things in, in detail. And I'm sure everybody that's listening and watching, you know, today you, you have investments, you have health insurance. You know, it's oftentimes you just assume that everything's going to work out fine. And it's not until something bad happens that you figure out, uh-oh, I didn't realize I didn't have that in place. And so before that happens to you, um, it never hurts to have a second set of eyes, take a look at it. You know, Scott's got a lot of experience and knowledge looking at uh, company benefit plans, uh, whether it's what you have through work, maybe uh, COBRA options. If you're looking to retire early, you know, what would that look like? How to position your portfolio to maybe help keep your healthcare costs down? Um, you know, things like, you know, how would your Medicare premium costs double and what steps can you take to avoid that? Uh, down to choosing the long-term care. And, you know, the thought process and looking at the long-term care, again, I was saying nursing home is uh, $10,000 dollars a month but right you know a lot of times people end up in a nursing home because they lose that control and independence sure so if we focused first and foremost about instead of how to just pay for a nursing home but we develop a plan that says if you need help how do we help keep you out of a nursing home by focusing on that then we can develop a policy that's really focused on you know helping you maintain control and independence around home and if you think about help around home you know Miley mm-hmm. maids or some home health care services Absolutely. or you know having somebody mow the yard and take care of things is typically a lot more affordable than it is the full-blown uh, care. Yeah, absolutely. And and Medicare, just so uh, you know, all of you listeners out there, viewers are out there, um, Medicare is going to give you some home health care. But just like Medicare uh, or health insurance in general, it does not cover long-term care. So you can get some home health care from Medicare, and it's actually paid at, at 100%, but you're limited to exactly how many days in, in uh, you know, like maybe once a week up for uh, maybe six, six visits or something like that. So properly preparing to keep you at home, and like you said, Nolan, some of those things that, uh, you know, get the home health care, uh, you know, a, a visiting nurse, those are very, very popular, is a lot less expensive in certain situations than going into a skilled nursing facility or a long-term care facility. Just like with the uh, the photos from the James Webb telescope, you know, if you would show them to your layperson, you wouldn't really know what to look at until you had a, a professional, the, the scientists at NASA show you what you're actually looking at. This is a galaxy. This is, you know, uh, this is a planet. This is a star system, things like that. Same sort of thing when it comes to your retirement plan. You may not necessarily know the details that you need to be looking at, you need to consider. But as they say, the devil is in the details. And what you don't know could become a bigger problem if you don't have one, someone help you shine a light on that, whether it is long-term care, whether it is being over overextended in your risk when it comes to your retirement. All good things to find out before you are in the thick of it. And to get started with America's Retirement Headquarters, real easy. Pick up the phone, give a call, 419-794-3030. Schedule a time there. Click on the events tab, by the way. There's a couple of events coming up. Some this coming week being taught at a, at a BGSU campus at Levis Commons. Get more information about that, including how to reserve your seat by going to americasretirementheadquarters.com. Guys, a friend of mine is shopping for financial advisors and is actually thinking about going with one from their bank because of the convenience of it. They might even qualify for free checking as an incentive, but I have to imagine that the planning that happens at a bank is different. How does it differ from what you guys offer? Well, I think there there definitely can be some differences that are out there. And first and foremost, you know, what I want to say is thanks to David Seeger, because uh, back when I was going to college uh, and I was taking financial management, at the time, you know, I went to Owens and University of Toledo. Mm-hmm. At this time, I was at Owens, and David Seeger was one of my professors. Uh, he had given me the opportunity to come down and run the financial services arm there at Great Lakes Credit Union, and, and it really kind of launched my career. So still to this day, I, I greatly appreciate Dave Seeger and what he did to, to help me out. But, you know, at that time, I was kind of a, a young kid. I was learning the ropes, sure. and, you know, I had asked some people. I said, well, you know, how do you really sell financial services? And, you know, somebody had given me their mutual fund playbook and said, here's how you go out and pitch stuff, right? And that's not to say the case. I can also think of somebody who is a financial advisor in town, and she also works at a local bank uh, here and you know has quite a bit of experience. So sure. it's not so much about the firm, although I think what makes us different here is, number one, being independent. You know, so being independent, we have the ability where, you know, we can take a look at, you know, what products that are out there and not have any type of an agenda to push one particular product or, or another. And mm. You know, I would say the other thing is, you know, your bank advisor maybe is convenient, but it's not a free financial advisor. You know, there's 
things like minimum accounts that you want to continue to have mm -hmm. and maintain services or things that you have to look out for. You know, if you go with the, the bank's financial advisor, you have to also keep in mind that when you're dealing with it, some of the investments and most of the investments, these are things that are not FDIC insured uh, in the investment accounts. Maybe a misconception that out there, but uh, your funds that are involved in brokerage accounts, they fall under a different arm uh, than FDIC insurance. And then you also want to take a look at how bank financial advisors get paid. So somebody who's paid entirely on commissions may be more likely to suggest products that uh, don't necessarily fall into sure. what your best interests are, and they could be serving the best interests of somebody else. You know, my first legitimate job, it was actually at a bank. Um, you know, I got my first job back in uh, 1980 working in a bank. And I've worked in a couple of banks. And um, one of the things that I've always noticed about banks, if you think about what banks, how they make their money, obviously they invest on the money that you invest with them. But they're also heavy in fees. You know, a lot of things that uh, banks make their money on, they're fee generated. You know, your overdraft fees and credit card fees and, and uh, you know, the service fees in general. And that's what banks have been notorious for, mm -hmm. for as long as I can remember. You know, so like you said, Nolan, you know, a financial advisor, actually, I know someone that actually uh, got a uh, plop of money from a retirement uh, and took that money and put it in the bank and invested with someone at the bank. And they were like, this is not what I thought it was. And, and you know, I'm not really getting a whole lot of um, advice or service here. And like you said, the banks are kind of restricted when it comes to what are they gonna allow you to do? Because, I mean, think about it. The president of the bank is one calling the shots. At the end of the day, the management and the presidents of the banks are the ones that are actually calling the shots. So, you know, we all need banks. I think banks are good. I think, they're, you know, just buyer beware, right? I mean... Yeah, I'd say, you know, it could be the case anywhere, you know, with any financial advisor, even, you know, some people out in the independent space, you know, there's good and there's bad. Sure. I think, you know, part of it comes down to there's, there's certain things that you should do. So for those of you who are looking for a financial advisor, uh, let me give you a couple tips on, you know, what I think would be good ways to, to determine who might be the right investment professional for you. So the first thing is, is you want to ask for five references. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those references could be professional references and they can also be client references. References. Now, it's fair to say that I think anybody would give you, uh, you know, references of people that like them, right? That makes sense. What you're trying to do, though, is I would encourage you to call those references. That's number two is you got to call those references. And it's not so much asking them about the performance of how that investment professional did. You're really wanting to find out about the experience. So right. like what you talked about, Scott, how proactive are mm -hmm. they? You know, when the markets go down, are they reaching out to you? What type of educational events are they having to keep you informed about uh, law changes, rule changes? You know, what type of product offerings do they have? Um, those are good things. Number three is ask if they charge fees for their service. And so again, nobody at the bank or even independent financial advisors, nobody works for free. And if they're not charging fees, they must be making money from the sale of financial products. Mm -hmm. If 100% of their income comes from the sale of financial products, they need to keep up for selling for more people that don't buy. And in this case, how many clients can they handle? Right. And do they get to a point where they're almost overwhelmed with too many clients that they have? If they don't charge fees, you know, then ask them how you can be sure that the advice that they get is going to be provided in your best interest. I mean, this topic of having a fiduciary is something that's been a hot topic that's out there. Again, what I would generally say is I give people the benefit of the doubt, right? Um, whether it's the car industry, mm -hmm. our industry, or realtors, or any professional that's out there, uh, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt that they are doing what they're doing because they love and they're passionate about getting you into your dream house, getting you into your dream vacation on the Viking River cruise or whatever that happens to be. But there are certainly a percentage of those people that are out there that, you know, maybe are out there just uh, and don't have your best interest in place. So you want to ask a little bit about, again, how they get paid and how to make sure that that advice that they give you is in your best interest. Um, if they don't provide, uh, you know, financial planning, you know, the question becomes, how do they ensure that the products are right for you? Right. 
You know, if they're just out pitching a, a, a top-rated uh, fixed annuity account um, and they're not taking into consideration your entire financial picture, you know, how can you know that that advice is good for you uh, based upon looking at your, your total picture? I mean, one of the things that we like to do is we really like to look at the comprehensive approach. So, again, it's how do you better manage your money, protect your hard earned assets, and efficiently plan your estate. Being independent, we see the great rates that are out there, too. Mm-hmm. But just putting in somebody in an investment because it's a great rate may not be the right thing. You know, in our previous segment, we were talking as the example of how some of these life insurance policies have uh, critical, chronic, and terminal illness riders on them. Right. You know, so in certain situations, when you ask all of the questions and you're looking at it from a comprehensive approach, uh, the life leverage plan might actually end up being the better option for somebody in their situation than, say, a fixed annuity, which maybe that's the only uh, option that they, they offer at that particular plan. So, again, if there's no plan that's prepared, how are they going to make sure that uh, without having a plan, the products are in the right place? So it's kind of like having surgery without an exam. I don't yeah. know about you, but I, I wouldn't go to WebMD. <laughs> no. <laughs> or try to look at it myself. Anything you look at, you could have a minor headache. Oh, it's like yes. you're dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. At. These are all of the, uh, yeah, done. That's kind of like what we talked about in the first segment. You know what? Turn off the news. WebMD is not the place necessarily to go to, to do a self-diagnosis. You're going to find that you've got uh, all kinds of crazy things going on. A lot of the financial professionals in our industry you know, act as a consultant. And that's one of the ways that our firm works is, you know, people will hire us typically for our advice and they might pay us a mm-hmm. flat fee to develop an overall financial plan. And, you know, then we're breaking down uh, the CFO checklist to go through all of these action items. So if you're working with a professional, they are charging, ask how much of that fee that they have to pay up front. You know, uh, generally what I would say is you want to pay like half of the fee up front, half of the fee when the planning process gets done. And that way you're going to ensure the satisfaction of how your products are. Number nine is to look at the investment professional's financial background. Mm-hmm. You know, our record, your record, you can look up people in the Ohio Department of Insurance if they're from here in Ohio under the agency locator or agent locator. You can look at the agency. You can look at the agent. Uh, People in the securities business are regulated by FINRA broker check. And the SEC Advisor Info also has background information. So uh, that information is very helpful when you're looking at somebody's background to know how long they've been in the business. Um, you know, I've been through the crash of uh, 2008, the flash crash of 2020. Heck, I've been in uh, the market back in the 2000, 2001, 2003, where you had, you know, three years back to back. And right. I think there is something to say about experience. You know, once you go through that experience, and I know it's challenging for young people to get involved in our business, but there's something to be said about experience. You know, looking at somebody's background will tell you about, you know, some of the licensing. Do they have a professional designation? Uh, maybe where do they go to college? What degree do they get? Uh, if they have any customer complaints, what do the customers say about them? Uh, even things like Google reviews. I mean, you know, Google, uh, you can type in the name of the business and take a look and see, you know, what it says on Google, where you're looking for more of uh, what their experiences are. Uh, number 11 is uh, looking at, ch- you know, how do they keep up with the constantly changing financial environment? You know, we've had to uh, adapt, quite frankly. And Absolutely. Being in the Marine Corps, I, I just love ad- adapt you know that's something that they taught us to do but in this world you have to adapt to the changes that are occurring and not be stuck in Mm -hmm. this is how we have always done it um you know i love boy scouts of america i have an eagle scout and hopefully in a couple uh maybe a year or two we'll be able to say i have two eagle scouts so i got one on the way but my experiences in in different events that we've done in different places around the u.s I've heard some of the uh, people that are running that type of event say, well, this is the way we've always done it. Right. You know, well, for 25 years, this is the way you've always done it may not necessarily be the best way today. Things change. Absolutely. It's okay to change. And I can think of, you know, one event, which was the Pinewood Derby. Uh, My son had uh, been able to go in for design. Well, he had to get there uh, super early in the morning. And it, of course, they play hockey, so it conflicted with hockey. Well, you know, we sat there for hours and hours and hours because they did the racing first Mm -hmm. and then they did the design second. You know, so dumb me, I just asked, well, why don't you just have a time slot where they come in for design? Right. right. You know, why do we have to be here for racing? He's like, well, this is how we've always done it. (laughs) And then one of the guys from Troop 101, uh, him and his uh, 
father had taken over the program and changed it up. And sometimes that was positive. So again, you know, when it comes to the financial world, you're going to want to talk about, you know, how much and how often are they keeping up with the, the changing environments? What steps are they taking uh, to stay ahead of the game? I know, you know, two of our guys are uh, going to be heading off here in a couple of weeks to uh, operational training down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of stuff with uh, Charles Schwab and their training programs that they have because things change all the time. For those people that aren't really sure, you know, you think about a bank, you think it's a financial organization, and you would assume that, you know, obviously a bank, you deal with money, right? A financial advisor at a bank has to have all of the same certifications and licensing that anybody in a financial advising firm would have, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So when I look at a bank, and this is just me, and I'm not bandmouthing banks. I've been, like I said, I worked uh, 20 years in a bank. I've got all of my accounts, I've got my checking, my savings, you know, maybe I've got a commercial account there if I own a business, and I'm just going to take some of my money and put it over here and invest it. I've never really had the comfort level myself personally knowing that if I really want to make my money work for me, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to a guy that actually does this. That's what he does all day long. And I'm not saying that the financial advising people at the banks don't do that but you know you've got your personal bankers that know uh, know you personally and know um, you know you may have a certain threshold on account balances and things like that and you get assigned a personal banker they may be the ones that are going to ask those questions they're going to prepare that portfolio for you because of the amount of money you've got with the bank right but if you're somebody that's got 50,000 bucks and or a hundred thousand or $150,000 and you go talk to the financial advisor at the bank, are you really going to get all of that? You know, I, I don't know that answer, but for me personally, I would rather talk to someone that's been in it. You know, we always say having a financial advisor to get you to retirement is one thing, right? But to get you through retirement, you've got to change gears. You know, you have to really be able to change gears and get you through that retirement. Someone like yourself that does this day in and day out, um, actually seven days a week because I know how you operate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you're the kind of guy I want on my side or a financial advising firm like ours is is definitely where you want to be. Well, I, I appreciate that, Scott, and uh, I'll make sure that I buy you lunch after this for all the great much. comments. I appreciate but, that. <laughs> you know, it does, it does bring up the final thought on this particular topic, which is, you know, know when to bring an outside professional into the case and ask which outside professionals do they bring into cases. So, you know, one of the reasons I'm blessed that we're able to work together is I knew how important it was to coordinate the health insurance business with the financial decisions that people make, which goes in hand in hand with the tax decisions that Mm -hmm. people make, which goes in hand in hand with the estate planning decisions that people make. You know, people cannot be the jack of all trades. You know, we have really chosen to become specialists in folking that you know, helping people transition from their working to retirement years. And that's the area that we have become really good at. There's a a time that I was at a conference. I was up in Detroit and we were at an investment conference that was out there. And I remember this guy, business card, and it folded down. Have you ever seen a fold down business card? That's too much on there. It was like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, college planning. We do roofing. We do. (laughs) So here I was at the conference, right? It was hilarious. It was like what you would picture of this is the financial advisor I'm not going to hire. There again, I'm in Detroit, right? So I put my phone up to my my head and I'm. I was going to try to take a picture of this guy to send it to the <laughs> office. <laughs> I didn't realize it's my flash was on. Oh, Whoops. No. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. So the cat was out of the bag. And I took this picture of that guy. But, you know, you want to work with somebody who's knowledgeable about a specific area. You know, if I have a heart issue, I don't want to just go to my general practitioner. I don't want to go to WebMD. I want to go to a cardiologist that's been yep. in the business for a long time, that's performed, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of heart surgeries and knows exactly, you know, where to pinpoint, where to focus on. And if he's not the guy, I need to know he knows the guy or girl that Absolutely. he can bring in to help out in those situations. And so I think, you know, all of those things, and if you're taking into consideration how to pick a financial professional, I think all of those tips maybe will help point you in the right direction. You know, I run into that all the time where people will ask the questions and, you know, I'm so confused with Medicare. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm still working. Uh, you know, uh, last week I talked with, um, I had a referral from the guys up in the Ann Arbor office, which was awesome. And then, uh, uh, we had a great conversation and she was so excited about all of the information I told her that she referred her sister. So I talked to her sister and her sister was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't talk to you sooner. She reached, 
referred a friend of hers and um, she said you know I was told that if I don't sign up for Medicare I've got all these penalties and all of this information um, it, it was really funny you know I talked to three different people all in a matter of uh, an hour and had great conversation with all of them um, but that to circle back to what you said know when to bring in a professional and there are sometimes I don't know all the answers and I admit and tell them but I have the resources available to find the answers to make sure that you're getting the proper information told to you. It's kind of like we talked about at the beginning of the show when you guys mentioned, you know, last week going out to Lake Erie and being able to fish for a while. And, you know, you guys had a captain. You guys had a first mate. It wasn't you guys. Could you have done it on your own? Possibly. Nope. Would it have been as enjoyable? Uh, I don't know. It sounds like you guys, guys had a pretty good time. It is okay to defer to professionals. I've mentioned my son here on the show before and, you know, his medical issues and, and when they really ramped up. You know, our pediatrician, who I still love dearly, said, you know, we need to, to bring in some outside sources. And so there was a cardiologist, there was a nephrologist, there was a, a neurologist. And thankfully, we've been able to take some of those off of our, our books. But each of them having their own skill set, being able to look at it piecemeal. And, and that's what you need when it comes to retirement. You don't want that folding business card, no, like you talked about earlier. You, you want, uh, you know, people who, who really specialize in what they do. And that's why it's called America's Retirement Headquarters. That's why uh, it's America's Medicare Associates. It's not, you know, America's Health Insurance Associates, although, I mean, you can't help with that. But really, Medicare is really your, your forte. And retirement is really the forte for the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, who, by the way, over 100 years of combined industry experience, they have seen the ups and downs. They have seen your 2001s. They have seen your 2008s. They've seen you know, market fluctuations before that. So gotten people to retirement, through retirement, and beyond that. I think they're worth uh, giving a, a call to. Again, if you have questions about your retirement or Medicare or any of the things that go into it, because it is a different game. It's like the difference between college football and the NFL. There's minor tweaks here and there, and not knowing those rules, not knowing those changes could be the difference between winning or losing. So pick up the phone and give a call, 419-794-3030, or go online, schedule a time there as well, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Don't forget to click on the events tab over there to find out more information about the upcoming classes they have, some actually coming up in the coming week. Uh, you can get more information about those, including how to go and reserve your seat, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Guys, the pandemic experience continues to persuade more to change career plans. Among the latest, Christy Paul, who spent the last nine years anchoring early weekend mornings on CNN, she recently announced she's leaving the network and moving back to Native Ohio. I am part of the great resignation. Back in 2020, for those of you who might know, my husband had COVID. It was really bad for about three and a half weeks. And there were moments I thought I was going to be a single mom. I just could not be who I needed to be for my family, is what it really came down to. I was tired of being tired. But nobody else is going to be my kid's mom. And nobody else is going to be my husband's wife or my parents' children. And I need to be fully, fully present there. I mean, you can really easily pick up on the emotion in her voice there. Christy, she's only 53, but she's leaving a high-pressure job to increase her quality of life and be around the people she loves. You know, to me, that's kind of the textbook definition of retirement. So uh, let's talk about some of the emotions that come out as you bring your clients through the, the whole retirement planning process. Well, you know, this... Uh, you could definitely tell the emotion in her voice. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm seeing this a lot. I'm seeing where a lot of people are, um, especially in the health industry, what I'm seeing around here is they are, they've had it. They're at, um, the stress levels are over the top for them. And they're coming to me and saying, well, I was going to work until I was 67, 68, but um, they're 64 years old and saying 65 and I'm out of here. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, your health is very, very important. And if you don't have that, uh, all of the money in the world is not going to really keep you happy and keep you healthy. Um, it's a good start. And you still have to be able to get up and do the day-to-day -day activities, especially enjoy your family. I mean, here she is, 53 years old. And um, I guess maybe on CNN, that would have to be a very stressful uh, situation. But um you have to take care of yourself. And one of the things that I'm running into is people are retiring at 65. They're signing. I've got some people that are retiring prior to 65, and I'm looking to get them into the Unaffordable Care Act or even uh, signed up for Medicare. Um, there was about five years there or more where the market was doing well. People were making a lot of money. And you would think that they would want to retire, but they're making money and investments are doing well. And they're working past 65, 67, 68 years old because they were enjoying life. They were making money. Their investments were doing well. And 
they were enjoying everything going on. And that has really changed. I've seen that really, really change over the past uh, probably 18 to 24 months. Is that what you're seeing, Nolan? I mean, that's really... Yeah, I mean, I think the last couple of years make you realize that life is short and, you know, Absolutely. you've got to take into consideration, and, you know, the beginning part of COVID, it was like, I knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew COVID, but, you yeah. know, now I can say, I, I know people, unfortunately, have, you know, lost their life through COVID mm -hmm. and it Absolutely. really kind of makes you step back and say, you know, wow, I, I can think of a client in particular. I'm like, wow, you know, he ran, he walked, he mm -hmm. was exercise every single day and then, you know, things can happen in a hurry and it happens in a hurry, even, you know, in situations where, you know, you don't know how life will play out. So you, you do have to do things that are healthy for your health. Um, at the same time, you have to be financially confident to make it through Absolutely. to be able to get you through some of those. So again, I'm being biased, but I would say talking with a financial advisor is a really good idea. Um, I think our fishing boat captain was a, was a great story of somebody, you know, who's taken maybe a step left, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so you get to redefine retirement. Like for me personally, going out there on the boat and being a fishing boat captain, maybe not every day, but having the luxury to pick and choose what days I'm going to do it, um, could be a good retirement. So, yes, retirement, you yeah. know, he worked in corporate America for, for quite a few years. He took a retirement. Uh, and it sounds like, you know, for the past several years, he's been going out on Lake Erie, taking people out fishing, which, you know, it seems like he had a great time, makes a little extra money, is able to put money in his pocket. Uh, able to get away from that stressful environment, mm -hmm. be able to be out there and say fish on and, you know, just yep. uh, eat some ham sandwiches and have fun with people <laughs> and invite people that he wants to. And he kind of controls his own schedule, uh, deciding if he wants to take a, a whole day or, you know, if he wants to fish for the morning or fish for the afternoon. You know, you got a lot of flexibility of being able to redefine your retirement. So there's a lot of pros of being able to do it. I have seen a lot of people, you know, with a great resonation saying, you know what, I'm tired of this. Yeah. Um, I know just this past last weekend, um, what we saw is uh, another law change in uh, the great state of Chicago. I think they just passed a law that says uh, if somebody runs from you, uh, if you're a police officer and you're, you know, pull somebody over and they run from you, you're no longer able to chase them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's you crazy. Got to let them go. Yeah. And so my, my kid was watching this on the news this week and he's like, what did he say to that? It's like, if I'm a criminal, what, what are you telling the criminals to do? Right. Yeah. And so think about how Chicago has turned their back on police officers. Yep. And some of these other cities have too. Now, you know, we had the luxury. We had an opportunity to interview the fire chief. Oh, sure. Allison Armstrong a couple of weeks ago. You talk about the difference of somebody who's building, you know, mm -hmm. our community versus some of these cities who are taking away from our community. Um, it's, it's a big difference. And in those environments, I mean, it, it would be tough, right? It'd be tough to get up and go to work every single day when the person who's making decisions is making decisions to, against you all the time. If I'm a police officer in Chicago, there is no question the stress level has got to be unbearable. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? And if you're close to retirement, you're out of there. And I do see that. I see people getting out of the job that they were in that they just don't like anymore. And they're moving to something a lot less stressful just to stay busy but they're not dedicating their life to that job like they did before. Yeah, all things that we can help with too. So, you know, for those of you that are looking ready to retire or thinking about retirement, you know, you're ready to go from success to significance. That's what we're here for, we're here mm -hmm. to help you out. Again, it's all about, uh, you know, running the numbers beforehand, make sure that it's it's feasible, that, it, that it's going to work. And hopefully once you do retire, you can stay retired unless you choose to go back into the workforce and not something out of necessity. It all comes down to running the numbers. So here's the number I want you to keep in mind. 419-794-3030. That's how you get in touch with America's Retirement Headquarters. Schedule a time. Start putting that plan in place, whether it is to, you know, take some of that emotional stress out of just the planning process, whether it is to see if retiring early is feasible. Maybe it is just talking about long-term care. Whatever your concerns are when it comes to retirement, real easy to get in touch with. Again, 419-794-3030. Always online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. I want to thank you for spending part of your day with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Please have a great week ahead of you. Have a safe week out there. And guys, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, great quote this week from Winston Churchill. It's success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. 
Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussion not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Fast performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.